The following audio is from Lifehouse Church. We hope you are blessed by this message and encourage you to connect with us on social media or lifehousechurch.org. I am forced to perform. I still believe there's a real me somewhere far underneath this act I'm putting on. So if I show who I am, what if they hate what I can never change? And so one more time, I step back onto the stage. I wish I could stop it, but the show must go on. It's time to begin the act. I'm Megan. I had gotten married in my early 20s. Through a series of events, I ended up finding out that he had been having an affair. The marriage that I had was falling apart and he didn't care. I still was holding on to a hope that we would fix this. What ended up happening was he had harmed his child. The law gets involved at that point and I wasn't able to see her from that point on. This child that I had grown to love and raise was gone. After a period of time had passed after my divorce, I had met this guy. Shortly into the relationship, I started to notice some odd behaviors. He um, was a very manipulating guy who had a lot of power over me. He was very possessive and wanted to make sure that My every move was calculated by him. I wasn't allowed to make my own decisions. I wasn't allowed to do anything without him. Over the time that we were together, I had been brutally beaten and raped repeatedly. I remember standing in my bathroom and staring down at a pregnancy test, something that should be so joyous. I remember being so scared. From the time of 17 on, I had been told that I would never have children, that I was infertile. And I remember thinking, God, is this for real? Is this a joke? Because while I've always wanted a child of my own, I never thought it would happen in this way. And I remember reaching a breaking point because I was gonna take my own life that day. In a world filled with trouble and turmoil. There are moments and seasons in our life when the turmoil around us becomes turmoil in us. And in those moments, who can we trust? Can we trust others? Can we trust others that we've put in our life? Can we trust others that we haven't asked to be in our life? Can we even trust ourselves? And then we ask the next challenging question, which is when there's trouble in us and it matches the trouble around us and we're not sure who we can trust, others or even ourselves, would we, would we listen if someone around us was trying to warn us that we were getting ourselves into trouble? Look, here's how it works most of the time. We turn controversial subjects into problems rather than seeing them as people. So we'll take Megan's story. We, we find out about a crisis pregnancy and the debate becomes and people argue over what's true. Is that a baby or not? Should, should that baby live or not? And that, that's what we argue about. 
and it becomes politics. It becomes policy. But it's not a problem. There's a person at stake. Meaning, Megan's wrestling through life issues, life pain, life problems. There's turmoil around, and there's turmoil inside. And most of us, when we find ourselves not not in her spot, but in any spot where we're feeling turmoil and trouble, we don't know who to trust. We're looking around, looking for someone to depend on, and we don't need people trying to figure out what legislation should look like, and we don't, we don't need people to argue politics, and we don't need people to put controversial things on their Facebook posts. We need someone to see us as a person. And so, you can tell, I'm just gonna dive right off the deep end here. Not on a segue, but just, just, <laughs> dive deep into this here because here, here's a challenge. And, and this, I'm not speaking to Megan, I'm speaking to all of us. He, here is the truth. Most of us at some point in life will find ourselves in trouble. Trouble of our own making, trouble of someone else's making. Not pointing fingers, just we by instinct will end up going in directions that get us into trouble. And some of us find ourselves trapped in trouble. And so I want to shift gears for a moment because I want to, I want to lighten it a little bit, but I want to really capture your attention. So follow me here. At some point in your life, you're going you're to see a light. Now, that light's gonna look attractive. And you're gonna look at it, and you're gonna think, wow, what a beautiful light. And you're gonna be drawn to that light. And so I'm gonna borrow from a, a proverb, and I adapted it a little bit, but in the, in the Bible, there's a book of Proverbs, and one of them reads kind of this way, Proverbs 16, 25. It says, there is a way that seems right to a bug, but in the end, it leads to death. There is a way that seems right to a bug, but its end is death. So, so follow me here. I, I see a light, and then I... Some of you are getting creeped out right now. You're just swatting at the air. Right? And you, maybe you get a bug, maybe you got a bug zapper hanging up, and you've heard that and it's summer, right? Like you're super excited. Some of you are like, you're excited right now. You're like, finally, it's summertime. And uh, here, here's the deal. There is a way that seems right to a bug, but it leads us to our own ruin. And we live in a world like this. Because we get into debates, we get caught in controversies. Well, whatever you believe, whatever you believe, whatever works for you, whatever's right for you. And what we're saying is, really doesn't matter which way you're going, but man, you see a light, totally cool, I'm glad you're headed in that direction. And so we live our lives like this. This way works for me. And if that way works for you, that's cool too. And man, you believe that, that, that light is good for you? Rock on, I'm happy for you. And others of you, you you've bought into a thinking that that light makes you feel better. That light makes you feel good. That light gives you warmth. That light makes you happy inside. And there is a, there is a way that seems right to a bug, but in the end, it leads to death. And then there are people in this world that they, they're, they're not 
They're not just on a journey. They're, they're hanging bug zappers. They are bug zappers. They're out to hurt. They're, they're teaching things that lead to ruin, that wreck people's lives. They're people in your life right now, they're holding bug zappers. And they're saying things in your ear that are drawing you to a light. And you and I, we don't even realize that we're being drawn into our own ruin. Trust me, there are people that you know right now that are holding bug zappers to you. And you've been drawn. And in a world of fake news, and a world of deception, when we can't even say that that's deceptive, when we can't call out and say, no, that's wrong. World that's so politically correct when we, we can't even go, no, watch out. That guy's holding a bug zapper. That will destroy you. And as a result, you and I live confused. We live lost on a journey headed toward a bug zapper light of our own destruction. Jesus just a few days before he died. He's got his friends and followers around and he's warning them about those that hold bug zappers. He's saying there are people in your life that are holding up a light telling you this is the way and really they're manipulating you, they're deceiving you, they're trying to trap you to destroy you. They will lie to you, they will look you in the eye and they will pretend that they're telling you the truth but they will wreck your life. And so Jesus is teaching, his, his teaching was captured in, in a narrative. A, a man named Matthew wrote it out, a guy who was a friend and follower of Jesus. He records it in what later becomes known as the gospel according to Matthew. And in Matthew chapter 23, we get this teaching of Jesus a few days before he dies, where he's telling his friends to watch out for those that are holding bug zappers, pretending like it's a good light in your life that you should go after. It's found in Matthew 23. Let me just read this passage to you of Jesus talking about it. Now, he, he uses different terminology that I'm going to have to explain, but I assure you that's what he's aiming at here. Woe to you blind guides. You catch what he's saying? You're leading people toward blindness. You're holding up a light. You're pretending that you're showing them the way, but you yourselves are blind. Blind guides, you say, if anyone swears by the temple, it means nothing. And you're like, what? I'll explain. Anyone who swears by the gold of the temple is bound by that oath. You blind fools. Now, Jesus is looking out at the crowds that have gathered around him. He's speaking specifically to the religious elite, these religious leaders who have taught people how to play with their words. He, they, they're, they're, they figured out ways to say, like, well, if you swear by the temple, you don't really have to keep your word. It's kind of a way of lying. You can say, maybe some of you grew up where you're like, I swear to God, like, don't go sending me emails. Like, how dare you say that? Listen, I'm, I'm just, right? That's basically what they're doing. They were saying like, you could say like, I swear by the church and like, it doesn't mean anything. You could say, I swear by the church and you can back out anytime you want. But if you say, I swear by this pew, now, now you're stuck. I swear by the, by the chair in, you know, in the auditorium, now, now, now you're stuck. Now you better keep your word. And so peep, what, here's what they were doing. Here's what Jesus is calling out. He's saying, you blind fools, you're lying to people and you're teaching them to lie. You're teaching them not to be trustworthy. You're teaching them not to keep their word. You're teaching them to hold up bug zappers. 
Which is greater, the gold or the temple that makes the gold sacred? Jesus was saying, look, stop it. Don't lie. Don't manipulate. Don't use. Don't abuse. Don't cheat. Don't cut corners. So he, he's, he continues. He goes like this. Anyone who swears by the temple swears by it and by the one who dwells in it. Anyone who swears by heaven swears by God, the, God's throne, and the one who sits on Jesus. And look, when you speak, your word should be your word. You, you should be, your word should be truthful. Your word should be honest. Your word should be dependable. But that's not how any of us live. And so Jesus is just calling out. He goes, look, you, he's making a point. You can't trust anyone. And so then people are backing up and they're like, oh my goodness, if I can't trust anyone, what do I do? And, and so then Jesus is talking to them. He's telling them, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be betrayed. I'm going to be denied. And I'm going to be crucified. And his friends and followers, are, they're scared to death. They're like, what? This is horrible. They're feeling overwhelmed, and, it, and it, this, this moment's recorded by the author John, who wrote another of the Gospels, Gospel according to John. And John writes that Jesus is in this moment teaching, and he says, do not let your hearts be troubled. I, I know there's a lot of trouble going on, and I know that it's easy for that trouble around you to become trouble in you. And, and to tear you up inside. And he goes, I know that what I'm telling you is making you afraid. I'm going to be betrayed. I'm going to be denied. I'm going to be crucified. And I know that you live in a world where the Roman Empire is overthrowing nations. I know you live in a world of chaos and trouble all around you. I know that that trouble around you is trouble on you. And it's getting in you. And it's making you scared. But don't let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God. Believe also in me. And they're like... Wow, well, how do we do that? So then Jesus explains, here's how you can trust that I am dependable. And so he continues, my father's house has many rooms. Someday in heaven, you're gonna discover there's a place waiting for you. And there's, there's a lot of room there. If it, if it were not so, I would, would I have told you that I'm going there to prepare a place for you? So Jesus is challenging. Look, I'm telling you, you can trust me. I am preparing heaven and it's waiting for you. And, and then he continues, he's making this challenge. If I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me that you also may be where I am. You know the way to the place where I'm going. And, and then in this moment, let me just say, then, then in this moment, his friends and followers, they're listening to him and they're like, Jesus, what are you talking about? Like, I'm, I'm totally confused. And, and then Thomas, he's the one, he finally speaks up. And he says what we're all wanting to say. And he, he just, Lord, we don't know what you're talking about. We, we don't know where you are going. How in the world could we know the way? And, and hold on, don't miss this. Because some of you, there's, there's turmoil inside because of turmoil around you, what others have done to you, people have hurt you. you you've gotten yourself caught up in, in arguments and controversies. You've gotten caught up in debates. You've turned people into problems and, you, and you're not sure which end is up. You don't know what's right or wrong. You don't know what's true or false. You don't know which end is up in life. And, and your world is sw swirling right now. And you're, you're thinking like Thomas and you're going, we, we, don't, know how, we don't know the right way anymore. Man, who is God? How do you trust God? How do you know how to get to heaven? And Jesus just goes, boom, check this out. This is the, this is the money statement. I am the way. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. 
you want to know the way? You want to know life? You want to know truth? Jesus says, it's, it's me. It's this timeless principle that's more than a principle, it's a person. Every controversy, every problem, every issue, the chaos swirling around us in our world, all of the, the crazy things that you're worrying about when you watch the news or you think about politics, it can all be, and I'm not trying to oversimplify this, please hear me, I know there are a lot of nuances to all the issues, that's why there's controversy around them. That, that's why you got one side and the other side, I get it, but let me, let me simplify it for you a little bit. You can find the answer and the way through life in the person of Jesus. In fact, simply put, let me give it to you in, in an application point, simply follow the living truth in your life. When you're lost, when you're confused, when you feel trapped and in trouble, when you're not sure which end is up, when you don't know how to make a right decision, when, when the politics around you feels overwhelming, follow the living truth. Since, since I don't see light bulbs going on, and uh, it doesn't seem like you're like, whoa, that's the answer. Okay. There is a way that seems right to a bug, and its end is destruction. And you and I are living headed toward our ruin. Drawn, the reason why we will listen to others who are holding up the bug zapper is because there is an instinct in us to want what they're selling. There is a desire to be drawn toward that light. Not blaming anyone, please hear me. You and me, all of us are drawn to our own ruin, toward a bug zapper that will destroy us. Why? Because of this built-in instinct in every one of us called sin, and basically sin comes, here's what sin is. Sin is our instinct to go toward our ruin. Maybe that's like the easiest way. Sin is going in the opposite direction of God's best for our life. And so every one of us are hardwired to be drawn toward a destructive light. The actual proverb says there's a way that seems right to a man, but it leads to death. Here's what sin does. Sin causes desires to stir in us to make us be drawn toward a light of, that's a lie that will destroy us. Sin causes us to yield to desires, yield to wants, to make decisions that will wreck our life and hurt others' lives. And so we yield to that, even though it's not what's best for us, and it leads to our ruin, it leads to our destruction, but worse, it separates us from relationship with God, and it cuts us off forever so that we go into eternity and into eternal judgment. There is a way that seems right to a man and it leads to our ruin. But then Jesus come along and he says, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. And so what Jesus did was he saw a world in trouble headed toward ruin, headed toward destruction. And so Jesus comes into our world, steps onto our path, puts his own body in the way, takes our zap, takes our shock, dies in our place then rises from the dead and says, don't go this way. Don't go this way. Follow me away from this destruction and toward life. 
Jesus Christ. He, he didn't just say, I am the way, the truth, and life so that you would just believe what he's selling. He's saying, follow me, I'm willing to give you my life. Here's the message, right? Jesus Christ, the reason he came to earth was because he saw that sin was drawing us to our ruin, destroying us, wrecking our lives, and so Jesus intervened in our story. The, the, the shock he took was the shock that we deserve. Our death sentence, our eternal judgment, all put on Jesus, so that when he died, he, he took that final shock. Everything that could be mustered against us because of our sin, the eternal judgment we deserve, was fully put on Jesus. So when he died, he died once for all so that anyone who believes in Jesus by faith is forgiven and given new life. So when you believe in Jesus, now you can, you can you understand Jesus died, rose again from the dead, and when I believe in him, when I see Jesus, rather than the light, I see Jesus, I begin to follow him. I believe that his way is a better way that leads to life and hope, and I can trust him, so I begin to follow him. And when I follow Jesus, it's not just some idea, it's not a concept, it's not a principle, it's not politics or policies. It's the person of Jesus. And when I begin to follow Jesus, I am following the living truth that pushes me away from my ruin and toward forever life and relationship with God in eternity. Jesus said, I go to prepare a place for you, and where I go, you will be. Meaning when you die, and your death becomes a gateway to eternal life. If you're following me, then you are following the way that leads to life. Now, we appreciate those that are willing to share very difficult stories. I appreciate a young woman being willing to share her pain. Not so we could just use it to make a point, but because this is the way of life. When people discover that Jesus is the only way. And so we asked her if she would just share a little more of her story, so check this out. And as I was crying out to God, I just remember hearing, aren't you tired yet? Aren't you done doing this on your own? And within that instance, a series of events changed my life. I just knew in that moment I had to trust God. I had gotten connected with the right people who helped me get the law involved, which ended up ultimately cutting all ties completely. God knew exactly who he needed to place in my life at the right time, in the right moment. I had continued counseling with a trauma specialist. I also got connected with LifeHouse. Um, counseling through the church. The inner workings and inner healing that began was life-changing for me. So I began to realize my worth and my value. I began to have peace and experience love in a different way that I've never experienced before. I know that God is the ultimate healer and He looked at me and my child and decided to rescue us. So on August 3rd, 2017, I had my daughter, Finley, and it was truly the best day of my life. We'll go ahead and bring her in now. This is the little blessing and miracle that God gave me. I don't know why this happened, 
or understand it completely. Our situation of what happened is not what defines us, but it's rather the blessing that God chose to give. God can always put us on the path to the best life possible, and we just have to trust Him. It takes a tremendous amount of courage to share your story to thousands of people and online. And we are incredibly grateful for each of those that shared their story during the act. And I, I just felt like we needed to share this real quick. Um, if you're walking through something where you deeply relate with her story, if, if you're going through a season where you're suffering through domestic violence, abuse, if, if you're being sexually abused, someone's trying to rape you or take advantage of you, I do not want you to cower in fear. I'm asking you right now, there are people that love you the right way. There are people that wanna help you. We want to help you. And we're asking you to take a courageous step and get help. We, right now, here's, here's how you can do that. If, if, I mean, literally, if you're watching, if you're joining us online and you need help, we're gonna simply be a conduit to get you the help you need. You can email us at care, at lifehousechurch.org, all right? Maybe, maybe you feel like you don't know who to talk to. You can literally just, just email us real quick, care at lifehousechurch.org. We have a team of pastoral leaders that would help, that will reach out to you, that will help connect you to the help you need, all right? Second, if you're present here and you wanna talk with someone right now, you can go to any one of the prayer team that's gonna be available afterward or any of our leaders uh, in the lobby. Um, you can reach out to us on email if you're online and just say, hey, I need some help. I feel like I need to just pause and make that very clear, that you have a church that loves you, that is supporting you. We, we were hitting, I mean, she shared some very tough issues. And we do not want you to feel like you've got a cower in fear. You can ask for help. If, if you're in a crisis pregnancy and you need someone to talk to, you reach out to our team and you let us know. You have a team that will pray with you, but also connect you to the resources you may need. Okay? You, that we, we love you. We pray for you. And some of you right now, you're, you're trapped in a relationship and you need to get out and you need to get help. And so you ask someone for that help. Now let me, let me step back into the messages I was sharing. I was talking about following the living truth. And you, you heard her say, she was like, man, I discovered that rather than going this direction, Jesus was saying, are you tired? Would you trust me? You can follow me. I have what's best for you. And so when you make a commitment to following Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you're following life. You're following a path, a way that leads to truth and life. And when you discover Jesus, here's what happens. Even though you're living in a world of chaos, even though you're living in a world of trouble, even though there's crazy things going on around you and maybe painful things have happened to you, and I try to think of how I could best capture this, but really, the, I'm just going to borrow from the, what Jesus said when he said, you, he said, don't be troubled. And so really, I just gave you the big idea. It simply would be this. When you follow the living truth, you can calm down. I know, I know it's crazy. 
I know that you've cried yourself to sleep. I know that some of you, you you're living life right now with clenched fists and you don't know which end is up. I, I want you to know when you begin to follow Jesus, you can calm down because even though there's trouble around you, it doesn't have to become trouble inside of you. This is the word that Jesus actually said when he said, do not be troubled. He said, be at rest, be at ease. I know that there's chaos. I know that I'm about to die. I know I'm about to be betrayed. I know that it looks like evil is winning, but I've won. I overcome. My death is going to become resurrection, and that's going to give you victory. I am life. I am truth. I am the way. And so you can rest. You can be at ease in a world of trouble. I know horrible things have happened in your life, but you can be calm and at ease because I am life. I am the way. I am truth. You, you, can't, you might not feel you can trust anyone. Jesus is looking into your life and he's saying, but you can trust me. You might have to turn off the news. You might have to shut down your, your news feed on social media, but you can, Jesus is looking at you and saying, you can trust me, I am the way. If you yield to me, I'm gonna lead you in truth. I'm gonna lead you in life. In fact, Jesus says that, right? In John chapter 14, 6, he goes, I am the way and the truth and the life. And so we simply, we said, Jesus, I trust you. I'm going to depend on you. He was speaking to a, a group of people that their world is about to get turned upside down. And he goes, when you can't depend on anyone else, you can depend on me. Now, look, let me take it one step further because this applies in a lot of contexts. When, when you're watching the news and you're dealing with, when you're reading stuff on social media and you're listening to all kinds of controversial political issues and, and nobody's getting along and it seems like the world is in trouble, you know, what you, you, know how, you know what you do? You calm down because you're not trying to follow a political party. You're not trying to figure out the nuances of the world you live in. You don't get caught in controversies. You're, you're not getting sucked into all the craziness. You're following Jesus. And because you're following Jesus, you can stay calm. You're, you're not trying to follow the Democrat party. You're not trying to follow the Republican party. You're, 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 not, you're not standing up for America. You're not, you're not advocating against America. You, you're, I calm down because I'm following Jesus. And then when I discover that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, then listen, listen to me very carefully. Then how do you respond to those around you in the middle of the chaos, in the middle of the troubles? You know what you do? You love loudly. Can I encourage you to write that down? You love loudly. I don't mean belligerently. I don't mean obnoxious. I don't mean offensive. Listen to me. Most of us have this thought that Jesus came and gave us religion, a list of do's and don'ts, and when I'm a good Christian, I am living a religious life. I'm following the rules. That is not the case. Being a Christian means you're following Jesus. You're following life and truth and the way of God, which is about following the person, not, not necessarily just principles or good ideas. It means this, I was heading this way toward ruin. And Jesus took the zap, he took my death, he took my judgment, he took my shame and my guilt, and then he stood in between me and my certain ruin and said, no, 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 Patrick, go that way. 
I'm inviting you to know me. And when you know me, you know the truth. And the truth sets you free from ruin and destruction. When, you, when Jesus is saying, when you know me, you turn your life around and you follow a new way. So how do I apply this? Look, as I said, in a world of trouble and chaos, when issues seem to become problems rather than focusing on people, you and I, we love loudly. Think about it like this. Imagine you and I as the church are here. We're on the sidelines of everyone headed toward their ruin. Do you think holding signs up saying you're destroying yourself is going to do anything? Do we need to get into arguments about whether a baby conceived as a result of rape has a right to live? Do you think that's going to rescue anyone? Holding, is, is making big, bold statements, is shouting things, is, is posting things going to save anyone's life from ruin? No, Here, here's what Jesus is speaking into us. See, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And so what we do is we step in and we begin to love loudly. Love is hospitable. Love is welcoming. Love is compassionate. Love cares about people more than, more, than, more than policy, more than politics. Love says, just like I follow Jesus, I'm inviting you to, to, to know me. I'm going to love you. I'm going to care for you. I'm going to be compassionate for you. The church, we, we, we don't want to be known for having a great list of right ways to think. The church is not about holding up a list of convictions and morals. The church is about ste stepping into the midst of the trouble and saying, we're gonna love you. We're gonna love you. Whether you listen to a word I say, I'm gonna show you through my life that we love you and there is a better way. Hey, would you follow me? Follow me and meet Jesus. Follow me and, and discover that there is a God that knows you and loves you and you don't have to destroy yourself. I know you think this is what's best, but it will wreck your life. But sometimes they won't even listen to us. So the only way they'll ever hear is through the love that is louder than words. So we demonstrate compassion. We are caring. Some of you, you've been caught in so many arguments that no one is listening to you. If you begin to love sincerely, I'm not saying you're trying to love, actually love, sincerely care, gently serve, extravagantly give of yourself and sacrificially serve others more than you serve your own agenda or your own thoughts. I'm not saying lay down convictions. You can hold your convictions deeply, but those convictions must compel you to compassion to love loudly and generously and extravagantly. I've been asked so many times, where, where does the church stand on this particular political issue or this particular you know, issue that's in the news? You know my answer is, every time? Well, I thought I'd just show it to you. Here it is. Uh, John 3.16. Here's my answer. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. When, when, you, when you can't sort through all this chaos on the news, man, when you can't make sense of, of issues like the refugee crisis or illegal immigration, or you can't make sense of a bombing in Syria, if you can't make sense of all of the chaos, here's what I know. 
to be absolutely and fundamentally true. God loved the world so much that he entered in our world, took our zap, died in our place so that anybody that believes in him will steer off of the course of destruction and into the way of truth and life. That's it. That's what I know to be fundamentally true every time. So listen to me. Wherever you're at right now, in the world of trouble and chaos, and if that trouble and chaos has crept into you, would you, would you make a commitment right now to follow the living truth of Jesus Christ? Calm down and begin to love loudly. Love people. Love them and serve them and give your life to them. So here's what I want to do. I want to invite you to pause and pray right now. Would you do that? Right now. I, I believe that the Holy Spirit wants to speak to some of you. I believe that Jesus is drawing you away from the light, that, away from the bug zapper that leads to ruin and toward himself. And some of you right now, you're going to make that commitment to say yes to Jesus. And so I want to, I want to invite you would, you, would you pause and pray and would you talk to God? But I want to pray over you right now. Would you allow me just to pray? Jesus, thank you for loving us so much. God, there are people that are hearing this message and they're hurting. They're in pain. They're in trouble. And they need to know that you love them and that, Jesus, you are the way, you are the truth, you are the life. And so, God, as they respond to you, as they say yes to you, God, would you calm their spirit? Would you bring peace into their pain and their trouble? And would you show them that you love them? Would you bring healing? Would you bring hope? Would you bring encouragement? And Jesus, right now, we ask that you would so saturate us with your love that we would love loudly. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to audio from Lifehouse Church, located in Hagerstown, Maryland. We believe that through Christ, life change happens here. So we invite you to connect with us further by visiting lifehousechurch.org.